Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Fantasy Consigliere podcast. I'm your host, Dylan Chapin. If you're listening, I assume you're in the fantasy playoffs. So for this week's episode, I'm going to go through the Week 15 slate with one thought for each matchup, whether it be start-sit advice for Week 15 or general thoughts on a particular player over the next three or four weeks. Let's jump right in, starting with the 49ers at Seahawks on Thursday night, where Brandon Ayuk should be an upside wide receiver too with Debo Samuel dealing with a high ankle sprain. He only had two receptions last week, but one of them was a long touchdown. And Brock Purdy, before his first career start, told Ayuk that he's going to feed him, and that will need to be the case with Debo out. So Ayuk, who had five receptions for 63 yards in the first matchup against Seattle, is in position to have a big night and should be locked into fantasy lineups with the rookie playing extremely well in place of Jimmy Garoppolo. Now to the Saturday triple header, starting with Colts at Vikings. Minnesota is pretty straightforward. They'll mostly run through Justin Jefferson, and Adam Thielen is a nice flex option. But based on how bad they've been defensively, things set up favorably for Matt Ryan to have a nice game. The Colts will have had the bye week to prepare, and the Vikings have a different coaching staff than they did a couple of years ago. But Ryan had 371 yards and four touchdowns against them in 2020. And I think he could be a solid QB2 this weekend, with Michael Pittman Jr. also getting a boost closer to being a wide receiver too based on how Minnesota has covered, especially on the perimeter. So if you're in a deeper league with maybe Lamar Jackson, if he doesn't play, then Ryan is an underrated streamer against a defense that's allowing the most yards per attempt through the air in the league. For the 4.30 game on Saturday, Ravens at Browns, I'll talk about the Cleveland offense, which hasn't looked good at all with Deshaun Watson under center. But David Njoku seems to have gotten a boost with Watson preferring to target his tight ends and then Njoku looking healthy. But this week, as a flex option, don't overlook Donovan Peoples-Jones. He has over 70 yards in three of his four career meetings versus Baltimore. And he's a big body target that Watson doesn't have to be as precise throwing to. So we have him as a definite wide receiver three. And you can even make a case for wide receiver two value for him this week. And for Nick Chubb, he's been quiet in back-to-back games since Watson took over. But he had 18 touches for 107 total yards and a touchdown in the first meeting versus the Ravens this season. And Chubb is too talented to not break out of this mini slump, so he should remain an elite RB1 for the fantasy playoffs, and hopefully the Browns get a positive game script as they potentially face undrafted rookie Anthony Brown in his first career start. On Saturday night, for Dolphins, Bills, it sounds like snow is in the forecast, which is a downgrade to the passing attacks, especially for Miami, as Tua Tagovailoa has fallen off over the past couple of games. So I have Tua as more of a high-end QB2. And Josh Allen is a must-start, but he's the overall QB4 for us this week, assuming Snow remains in the forecast rather than a top-two option. But obviously, the good part about Allen is that he can easily rush for a couple of touchdowns. And I know they lost the first matchup versus Miami this season, but he's typically owned the Dolphins. Now moving on to Sunday, and again, I'm going quickly through these matchups, but you can find our full rankings and analysis on wolfsports.com. First is Falcons at Saints with both teams coming off a bye and still having their NFC South hopes alive. The big change for the Falcons is Desmond Ritter taking over for Marcus Mariota at quarterback, but going to New Orleans is not an easy matchup, especially if Marshawn Lattimore is back, which I think he will be. So I'd mostly avoid the Atlanta offense, if possible, with Cordero Patterson probably being the only guy I'd feel decent about in lineups. And for the Saints, Andy Dalton is still at quarterback, but look for Taysom Hill to remain more involved 
and he's a low end tight end one for week 15. Next up, Steelers at Panthers. I mostly try to avoid kicking advice. It's sort of a crapshoot when it comes to the position, but I'll say that I'm sticking with Chris Boswell in my league, despite a missed field goal that was blocked last week and just one fantasy point in his return. The Steelers had multiple turnovers in the red zone and three of them in Baltimore territory in week 14. So Boswell easily could have had a bigger game, and I think he's a top eight or so option with a good chance to at least hit a couple of field goals. Before his return, when Matthew Wright was a kicker in Pittsburgh, he had four consecutive games with at least three field goal attempts. So hopefully those looking for an answer at kicker can get a better performance out of Boswell on Sunday. For the Pittsburgh pass catchers, both Deontay Johnson with 82 yards and George Pickens with 78 yards plus a drawn pass interference in the end zone, we're able to get going with Mitchell Trubisky taking over for Kenny Pickett. So I don't think there should be any issues if the veteran draws a start this week. And I'd probably prefer Pickens by a small margin because of the touchdown upside compared to Johnson, who has yet to score in 2022. Next game, Eagles at Bears with Chicago coming off the bye. That should mean Justin Fields is closer to 100% with a shoulder injury. And even though it's a tough matchup, he's a definite QB1 with overall QB1 upside because of his rushing ability. And it should be fun to watch him and Jalen Hurts, perhaps the top two cheat codes in fantasy football, trade blows this week. And in our rest of season rankings, we have Hurts taking over for Josh Allen as the overall QB1. And based on the injuries to Chicago secondary, he could have a monster game this week, throwing to A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith. Another potentially lopsided game is Chiefs at Texans, especially with Damian Pierce, likely to miss with an ankle injury. So I'd completely avoid the Houston offense. And Kansas City has the top streaming defense of the week. And for those looking ahead, I'd pick up Tennessee's defense to stream against Houston in week 16. For the Chiefs offense, it might be worth picking up if they're available, both Kadarius Toney and Michael Hardman, both of whom would provide added explosiveness and can be worth considering as upside flex options whenever they're back on the field. For Cowboys at Jaguars, I'd expect Dallas to come out more focused after nearly falling to the Texans in Week 14. But for both this week and looking ahead to Week 17, Michael Gallup is a top wide receiver to pick up if he's available in your league, as this week against Jacksonville will be a plus matchup for him, and then arguably even better when they take on the Titans in the Fantasy Championship. And hopefully the addition of T.Y. Hilton will stress the defense vertically and will open up more space for both Gallup and CeeDee Lamb underneath after Lamb in particular was greeted with routine double teams against Houston. For the final game of the 1 p.m. slate, Lions at Jets. This is a tough matchup for Jared Goff, who has been much better at home than on the road, but he's been efficient enough that I think you can continue to view him as at least a high-end QB2, and offensive coordinator Ben Johnson is a very smart coach that will probably avoid Sauce Gardner and attack New York secondary with Amon Ross St. Brown and maybe an increased role for DeAndre Swift out of the backfield. And if he can play for the Jets, I also like Mike White as a streamer. Maybe this will turn out to be a slugfest, but White played extremely well under constant pressure last week by also showing his toughness. And Kirk Cousins just threw for over 400 yards against Detroit. Now for the late afternoon game, starting with Cardinals at Broncos, it looks like we'll have two backup quarterbacks with Russell Wilson potentially out with a concussion based on how the updated protocols have gone, and Kyler Murray obviously done for the season with likely a torn ACL. 
but Jerry Judy coming off a three touchdown performance with one of them coming from Brett Ripien should be boosted towards the wide receiver two ranks, especially if Cortland Sutton remains out. And for the Cardinals, I'd pick up Rondell Moore, who should see plenty of short passes from Colt McCoy down the stretch. And hopefully Moore is either back this week, or if not, we'll miss just one more game. For Patriots at Raiders, Ramondre Stevenson was able to return briefly on Monday night, but the early word is that he's dealing with a high ankle sprain and will likely miss week 15. So if Damian Harris, with a thigh injury, is able to return, he'd suddenly be a quality RB2 with multi-score upside, and I'd assume he shouldn't split too much work with the rookies, Pierre Strong Jr. and Kevin Harris. Maybe a 2-1 to split, with Harris having 18-20 to touch potential and being highly likely to handle goal line work. For Titans at Chargers, Mike Williams was a upside but somewhat risky wide receiver two last week because of the possibility of a setback, but he definitely looked fully healthy, and now we have him way up as the overall wide receiver seven in a dream matchup versus Tennessee. Basically, I don't see the smaller corners for the Titans being able to contend with Williams, and Justin Herbert, with all his weapons back, should be viewed as a high-end QB1 for this matchup. On the other side, though, Derrick Henry should be able to continue where he left off last week with over 150 total yards. And the Chargers played extremely well defensively against Miami, but I'd look for Mike Vrabel and the Titans to challenge them on the ground. For Cincinnati at Tampa Bay as the final late afternoon game, there's plenty of frustration around the Bucks and their underperforming offense, but I just get the feeling that they'll finally get going this week and have both Chris Godwin and Mike Evans as borderline wide receiver one options, and we'll give Brady another shot after falling outside the QB1 ranks last week to return QB1 value for what could be a shootout, even with the Bengals potentially missing a couple of wideouts in T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd. Because of that, I'd say Jamar Chase is a top two option at wide receiver, and a 30-point outburst with him and Joe Burrow not being stopped is definitely possible. On Sunday night, Giants at Commanders, in a rematch of a game that tied two weeks ago, Saquon Barkley didn't do much last week as he dealt with what Brian Dayball eventually called a stinger after the game, so I'd assume he'll be closer to himself on Sunday night, and because it's such a big game for the Giants, he could get back to having a 30-touch workload to help make up for the lack of efficiency in recent weeks. And for the Washington offense, Terry McLaurin should be a wide receiver one, and both Jahan Dotson and Curtis Samuel, with all three of them having at least 10 fantasy points in the last matchup, are also worth considering as flex options for Week 15. And finally, to close out on Monday night, Rams at Packers, where a resurgent Baker Mayfield will try to stay hot at Lambeau Field. The matchup is much more difficult, though, with Green Bay coming off the bye week. And Cam Akers remain the lead back for the Rams, but Kyron Williams... Showed good burst off the bench on his limited opportunities. And he also made a couple of big pass blocks to help fuel the comeback last Thursday night. But the concern is Malcolm Brown mostly playing as the preferred pass protector on third downs, which is a major surprise to me considering how good Williams is in pass protection. So I'd probably hold on to the rookie as a bench stash for now with the hope that he'll eventually get a bigger opportunity down the stretch. And that will conclude this episode. Wanted to go a little more rapid fire this week by hitting on each matchup. But as always, you can find our full rankings on wolfsports.com. And if you're a Fantasy Consigliere member, 
we'll be happy to answer any questions you might have. Until next time, I'm Don Chapin, and this was the Fantasy Consigliere Podcast. <laughs>